Welcome to the Detailing Coach Podcast, helping you to run a professional, profitable car detailing business. Hello, one and all. Welcome to something new from the Detailing Coach. Uh, This is something that myself and my co-host, Andrew, are going to be doing quite regular, and we're going to be doing a live podcast every couple of weeks. Um, And if you are worried that you're not going to catch us live, don't worry too much because we're also coming to every single one of your favorite podcasting platforms. So don't forget to look out for us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and wherever else. And uh, I think we'll probably start and push towards going live on YouTube as well. Uh, And the idea is basically we are wanting to bring you a bit of all sorts, really, from the worlds of detailing and everything business, um, from how to things we might do a presentation on something, the hot topic of the week, who knows. Um, so yeah, please engage. Feel free to pop your comments in the comments and we will reply. Um, and yeah, just engage with us. The more you engage with us, the more we'll do this and uh, obviously bring you something hopefully that is useful. Um, just wanted to start by saying those who don't know the Detailing Coach uh, is a brand that myself and Andrew co-own and it's all about bringing you the best for your detailing business. So we offer training, consultancy and much, much more. And if you want to know more, then visit www.detailingcoach.com and sign up to be a free member. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Sorry, that was I was just checking that we are live, but we are live, so we're all good. Awesome, because this is the first time um, I've kind of used this platform personally, as in Detailing Coach. Um, I've used it for uh, IDA and stuff, but uh, yeah. Awesome. So how's your week going so far? I know we're only on Monday, but um, for those who don't know, Mondays are normally Andrew's um, wackiest days. Yeah, a lot goes on on Mondays. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, quite a cool project in at the minute. It's um, it's just an older Audi A4 um, that's in for all sorts of things. The uh, the owner basically got to the point where it's a case of, I think the engine blew. So it's a case of put a new engine in it or scrap it. Uh, it has it pretty much from new. I think he's had mm. it about 20 years almost. So um yeah it was it was a case of kind of go all in uh 18 years i think it's a case of kind of go all in or scrap it so it's, it's put the engine in it now that's sweet um everything else is kind of letting it down so it's convertible uh so we're doing the convertible roof uh gonna have the interior out redo the leather machine polish it ceramic it paint the calipers uh, mm. all the, sorts the, of stuff. the whole shebang the whole shebang is i think we're doing everything that we offer to this car <laughs> um so that should be pretty good it's actually quite nice to get stuck into an old car um mm. just from from a satisfaction point of view um obviously we love doing a brand new car uh, with almost no marks on it but it's it's quite nice to actually get stuck into yeah to a real beast of a job like this one so it should should be pretty good to be honest 
Nice. What color is it? Is it uh, blue? Any vibrant color? Blue, like a navy no, blue, or is it like? Uh, I I don't know what the Audi version is, but it's very similar to the uh, BMW, the Astoral Astoral blue, mm. a kind of mid blue, mm. um, dark nice. blue roof, uh, sort of like a grey, light grey interior, or it was. <laughs> Not so much now, but yeah, so it should be pretty good actually. Get get stuck into that. Do a bit of everything. Main thing for us is just figuring out what to do first, because while we're painting, you mm. can't wash it. Um, do you go all in on something only to make some dust and cover that up? So we're just trying to figure out what's the. We thought get it clean, get mm. it in. Um, it's still fifty fifty on refurbing the wheels. They really do need doing, um, but he's not having done that long ago. But he has unfortunately curbed, I think most of them. So um they could they could do with with a refurb if not they'll they'll pull it down so i don't if he doesn't go for it i think when it comes to pick it up the first thing he'll be doing is taking it to have its wheels done <laughs> but sometimes you know it's, it's a lot of money you've got to see it and and to be let down by three out of the four wheels um yeah it might pull the whole thing down but we, we're gonna work on it uh we get nothing out of doing the wheels it's just from the overall image of what it's going to look like he could mm. really do with having those wheels done so we're doing everything else it's, it's, it's spending a good bit of money so um yeah he's got to uh he's got to draw the line somewhere right yeah and it'll be uh a great turnaround for sure by the sounds of it i uh, think it's gonna look insane we, we just we spurred on a lot of work to come but we spurred on because because we've done so many cars you can almost see it done mm. and you just know <laughs> you're just itching to get to that point where it is done mm. awesome well, uh, my, my, my start for the week's been uh, a bit slower than yours, I'll be honest. So um, Mondays um, are now my admin days most, most of the time. Um, so I went, well, unless I'm uh, working for you, of course. But uh, yeah, this morning, got up and uh, did two vehicles with Mike. Um, so it was good to actually do some work with Mike because I don't do that much um, working with the lads uh, anymore. Um, so that was good um and then yeah i've been catching up on admin stuff all stuff detailing coach and rda and detailing detectives and all sorts today um yeah um in actual fact i've just spent 10 minutes closing everything down on my laptop before we've done this <laughs> that's the trouble um, with those we wear we wear so many hats that uh yeah we do have to jump from physical mm. work to uh mental work side hustles main business side business third side business <laughs> yeah no but so. it, 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 it it's all good and i definitely uh wouldn't have it any other way it's uh it's brilliant one thing so i yeah, noticed it, that's pretty cool just to jump in is that i see uh on on our facebook feed we have captions so if you uh can't listen to us it's actually doing captions <laughs> so that's pretty cool it's high tech i like it yeah this this this, this platform's um really really good and um yeah it uh benefit from being in the idea because i wouldn't know with anything without this <laughs> about this platform without them um because we used it for our webinar not so long ago um but yeah it's awesome right then let's get into the uh the crux of today's episode and today's live and that's uh what detailing business owners should be focusing on right now so we're we're just coming out of that lull period, um, you know we've just had Christmas, January, 
we're just getting to the end of February this week and March towards middle of March towards the end of March tends to be the start of what we call the busy season and it normally tends to last about six seven months till the end of like October beginning of November and then it goes quiet again for Christmas so thought it was a really good idea to start talking about things that everybody could be doing whether you are um start now you've been in business 20 years whatever everybody can be doing you know some of these things and i've asked andrew to come up with three i've come up with three um we've not spoke about any of them so um if we get um two the same then um that just proves even more that that's what you should be doing um so yeah let's start with your first one andrew um so what should detailing business owners be focusing on right now so this is um a big thing that we did recently we have spoke about it before on some of the other calls idea calls but knowing your numbers is my number one uh point or the first one that's on my uh, my list so one of the main things that we set about doing um, massively over the end of last year was really doing a deep dive on all the numbers in associated with running the business, what things cost, the margins, how long it takes us to do it, the labor cost of that, making sure that we are factoring in every last bill that we can think of um, to really kind of niche down into our uh, cost per hour how much it costs per day just to be open and pay the bills how much do we need to be making to actually turn a profit um what's what do we need to be charging for just to break even right through to a insane margin and everything else in between um looking at what our products cost us and it's amazing what you can uh find when you when you go looking for it so things that we thought maybe were the bigger ticket items the more profitable items due to the amount of time it took to do them um it actually made them almost be middle of the pack for how um sort of profitable they were for the business we noticed that some of our products had doubled in the last year or two um things like tar remover had doubled uh fallout remover was up um all sorts of things that had crept up some things a little bit some things doubling uh, um some things took three hours longer than we would have guessed um mm -hmm. and based on that we've re repriced restructured looked to buy in some different products um sack some products off uh all sorts of stuff just on on knowing the numbers but it's actually been i think that you can go a little bit stir crazy like I did looking into all these numbers and, and got crazy spreadsheets. So I've kind of done the, done the work, uh, for you. So we're going to make these accessible to people when we've, um, got them ready for the website. So, um, I'll, I'll have some test examples in there of, of things from my business and how it all, <clears throat> it all, uh, is distributed, but, is that we we fundamentally our sort of break even hourly rate is about 38 pound an hour based on the number of people the number of hours we can work um you're looking at about 38 pound an hour to kind of pay pay the person pay the bills pay the whatever based on however many hours in a day so 
what that does is that when you do get a random job come in, um, I don't know what it's been recently, but we've had a lot of random odd jobs uh, or quotes come in or leads come in for for quotes on some wild jobs um, that doesn't really fit our set packages. So now I know that if I want to break even, I want to be £38 an hour. Obviously, I don't want to break even. I want to do better than that. So we now know that, you know, really we need to be £50 an hour in um, to for it to be worth, you know, everyone's paid, we make a profit, there's money to one side, all that good stuff. Yeah. So so when these odd jobs yeah. come in, we now, instead of instead of maybe a casual, I'll oh, just chuck me 20 quid, don't worry about it, um, spending an extra hour for free, uh, doing twice as much as we quoted for, we now know that, if, if there's an odd job and it's going to be a couple of hours, we can then just say to someone, look, it's probably going to take a couple of hours. You're looking at about 100 quid. Then if they yeah. want to go for it, great. If they pass, well, so be it. But at least I know we're not doing it at a loss. So uh, that has been uh, really beneficial to our, our business. So knowing your numbers is is uh, really quite important. Yeah, and I think like what we need... Go on, sir. No, all I was going to say is, 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 is like you said, it's something that we're working on to bring um you know the detailing coach as a as a business so we can help other people out with that um i don't know we're quite close to to getting that to fruition now so yeah next couple of weeks we'll uh probably uh probably one of the next couple of episodes we'll um we'll let you know when that's launched because i think that's really important it's something that i've done before and i think what what the uh one of the issues is in this industry is that a lot of people look to see what other people are charging even though you have no idea of their overheads, you might not even know what your overheads are, their location, their staff, their bills. So if you mm. see that someone else charges 100, well, you might charge, I don't know, 80 because you think you're going to undercut them and something like that. Or you even if you just charge the same. And then maybe over the years, you've nudged it up a little bit. Now you're 120, now you're 150, now you're 180 for whatever it might be. But you've nudged your price up but the initial price that you were charging was based on absolutely nothing in relation to you and mm. your business so you know you start at 100 quid which was you know could be way too low you spent three or four years putting the prices up because things have gone up a little bit and you could still be uh, as, as sort of working to a as terrible margin as you were working when it was 80 quid so just because you put your price up over the last few years if the initial price was based on absolutely nothing but a but a guess, then you really need to start looking at your numbers. If if your rivals are charging five hundred, so you think, well, I'll charge five hundred as well. <clears throat> if you're doing twice as much, then you know it's it, it doesn't benefit anybody. Um, so yeah, knowing your numbers is is a a, a key thing um, going forward for anybody. I would argue. Definitely. So my first one um, is looking at alternative marketing. So um, there's lots of people out there that are using and um, taking advantage of Facebook ads. Uh, they obviously go through the Meta platform, Google ads. Um, you know, people are advertising uh, just by doing posts on social media. Maybe they're looking at LinkedIn. Um, and I think at this moment in time, in the way that um, the world is going, we really need to be thinking about alternative ways of marketing, whether that is through things like newsletters, 
maybe advertising locally in you know magazines and things whether that's doing a neighbor's car if you're uh, say you're at mobile and you notice that three doors down the lads just bought a nice blue bmw m4 um you know maybe get a compliment slip write a little note saying hey i've just been cleaning your neighbor's car um really like the color on your new bmw m4 um looks awesome post it through the letterbox not oh we want to validate it or anything like that it's just things like that i think that people kind of need to start and, and look at just trying to be something different from the norm um in actual fact yesterday after um i came in from the job i sat down with a cup of tea opened my phone up and the first advert that i saw was for a um a detailer based in fife and it was a sponsored part, mm. uh, post from a detailer in fife in scotland and instantly i was like well that guy's wasting money because he's advertising to the wrong people so really looking at who you're marketing to and trying things out of the box so that's my number one yeah and i think on that it's obviously there's a lot of uh, advice out there on how to market where to market um but i think it really depends on your your location your demographic mm. uh, the type of work that you're bringing in so for a lot of people might say well leafleting's dead all right and and that your return on on your investment uh it's not a great percentage you know for i think for every thousand leaflets you you give out you get about 10 responses or or something mm. like that um but it beats zero i would argue um mm. and i think Definitely. and i think trying new things or maybe targeting a little bit more put put a leaflet through a nice house with the nice car mm. Yeah, um you don't have to blanket everywhere just drive around the nice neighborhood um go around see who's out and about the old boys will be out washing their cars on the weekend speak to them just just put a bit of a, a, a face to a name and that kind of thing and i think it's easy to just keep trying to do the same thing so if maybe leaflets worked for you it's great you got 10 jobs out of it so when you're quiet you just leaflet again Mm. And, and then you leaflet again and then you think i don't know what's going on i'm leafleting more than i've ever leafleted in my life and, and nothing's <laughs> happening well i would potentially try something else and i think now as well now that we're in the the influencer uh world is that yeah try some of these new weird things i mean i've i've spent thousands on uh magazines and things over the years and no raging success i think has come from from any of that but you never know someone might have seen us in a magazine and just never mentioned it but mm. it's hard to to quantify the people that have come through unless you're doing some kind of mention you know uh porsche magazine when you book in or, or something like that you, you're not really going to know but i mean just literally just today we were dropping a car off at a body shop uh, i saw there was an upholsterer's uh stuck my head in two kind of old boys um just sort of sitting there at their, their sewing uh machines just got talking to them told them that just about us i was just saying hello while we were passing to be honest uh got talking about this that and the other they specialize in doing old cars um and they don't really want to know about any of this modern stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. so they don't want to be taking out 
the, the the seats with the electrics and the heated and the motors and all that because that's not their thing so i said to him well what do you do if, if people come in he says if anyone comes in with a nice car range rover um bmw mercedes is like i just i just turn them away <laughs> because he he just does classic cars where mm. it's 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 metal springs with foam on it with some fabric on it that's all and four bolts holding it down like that's all all he cares about um so he's like i'll send them your way if you want so like, all right great i'll take that so and it's, it's that it's, thing in it it's it's getting out there and trying different things um i mean we we've not done leafleting since we started um like nearly eight years ago um but it is something we've started again um and we've actually had quite a lot from it this time uh but we've changed the way we're doing it so instead of doing a you know residential we're doing residential and commercial but when we're going to commercial we're actually speaking to the people that are in there it's not just here's a leaflet you know you're actually going in and just introducing yourself you're not talking necessarily about what you're doing you just you know we're local business blah blah um but we're asking questions about what they do you know we're we're kind of trying to build up that that relationship um and the one thing that uh, I kind of mentioned, like with the compliment slips um, and maybe targeting the, the nice houses and stuff, is if you do the compliment slips and actually handwrite it, I think that's more more kind of a better approach than just popping a leaflet through the, the, the house because you've yeah. made it more personal. So if you know they've got a green tie can, for example, I love your green tie can, you know. They might yeah, not like the green tie can, but at least you've made the effort. <laughs> <laughs> they, they won't like the value of it. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's, I, I think it's, it's going to be, again, it depends on your, your area from, uh, um, I just stuck my head in, I wasn't in my car, so I didn't have any leaflets or anything to, to give the, uh, the upholsterer. So he said, I basically said to him, how are you contactable? And he said, well, mm. I've got a phone number. And I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> And he's like, how can I find you out? And I'm like, well, kind of <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Google us, you know, here's who we are, like, you know, social media and everything. And then he's like, yeah, I don't really do any of that. So he's proper old school. But the thing is, he gets like the old boys coming to him mm. who don't do any of that either. So I'm going to actually, you know, I'm thinking, what can I, we need to go collect that car in a few days. So I'm thinking, what can I actually bring with me to, to help this guy out if i'm like here's my business card to get them to google me or whatever his mm. customers aren't going to google me either so what i'm i'm genuinely probably going to do is is print off some photos some before and after photos of leather repairs that we've done just so that he can be like you know here have a look at this this is what this guy does um because yeah telling one of these guys just check us out on instagram it's it's just not it's not mm. their thing um so yeah just you know obviously a certain type of demographic is on instagram a certain type of demographics on TikTok. um so yeah just i would try a little bit of everything you could try a hundred pounds mm. of leaflets see what it does you could try you know 50 quid whatever you've got 100 quid on a google ad 100 quid on a facebook ad 100 quid off something random uh sponsor something whatever it is and then see what works now if leafleting mm does best out of all those well try a few different leaflets use these cars those other cars put a lot of text on it don't put a lot of text on it
and then you can niche down into what actually mm -hmm. works for you and you can do that obviously digitally you do a video do a carousel do an image just facebook just instagram this area that area um and then you can start pinpointing what actually works for you once you find like a key thing where uh, you do a 10 quid ad and it gets you 300 quid worth of work then you can go all in on that and then you'll do 300 quid at it maybe it brings you five grand right you know so it's start small it's not all about chucking a lot of money at it but i would recommend you know start small find what works for you and go from there um mm -hmm. it's very difficult to say right you should all be doing you know instagram ads well if you're in a quiet sleepy suburb that people retire to it's probably not going to be the best thing for you definitely not definitely not so yeah that was my yeah my first one what about number two then andrew what else have you got number two I was gonna i might change it slightly or i might i'll merge two together because they kind of go hand in hand while okay. you were speaking about your number one it popped into my head so i'm gonna combine checking your online presence with unifying your brand right so they are you know we're gonna merge them together so what do i mean by that so checking your online presence it's very easy to have 10 years ago set up a yell page or you did Google My Business six years ago, or you did um, what's the, uh, Yelp or whatever, you know, you, you mm -hmm. know you should be on this stuff, you put a few photos on it. Uh, and even to a certain extent, your Facebook profiles and other social media profiles. So you could have set those up and maybe you're quite active, but when did you last read your bio on there? Mm. You know, I mean, I was, mm. um, you know, we're, we're really, we, we, we don't gloss over anything. I think mine said I did mobile balloting for about two years after I stopped <laughs> because you just, you know, you just set this stuff up and then you're so busy with like, I've got to do content. I've got to do posts. I've got to do whatever. When did you ever click on your about section? Did you know it's your old phone number? Did you know it's your old uh, email address from when it was a Gmail and you've had a, you know, at detailingcoach.com for the last four years? have you updated that everywhere and you will be on stuff that you don't even remember you ever did and maybe you didn't even do it because if you if you sign up to something like yellow or whatever about 40 other websites just steal all their information and, and create you know local this.com and whatever news.com and they just all just steal it so you can you know sign up to one and then it's copied across the thing you notice on on maybe yell you change it but it never changes on the other ones mm. so for like your seo for the backlinks and everything like that you've got all these things kicking out there with old phone number old address old whatever um and it's it's still out there so i would just check your check your online presence your facebook whatever it is uh, to make sure that you're using your latest phone number your latest logo maybe you put some example prices on but you haven't changed it in six years maybe yeah. you don't even do that anymore you've moved on um whatever it is you had a name change two years ago um you changed from i don't know andrew valentin to andrew detailing and you've only half updated the place you can remember so do it you know do it be a shadow and just google yourself <laughs> google your business name google and you'll be amazed what what pops up from you know, four years ago that you very quickly signed up for Yell or Yelp or God knows whatever else is out there. 
Um, and like I said, linking in with that a little bit is if you do have a new logo, you, that logo has to be everywhere. So you need to yeah. go back around, change everything, make sure your colors are on brand. If you used to be, I don't know, red and blue, and now you're green and yellow, well, you need to adjust everything to, <laughs> to match your, your latest brand. Um, and obviously incorporate any name changes, logos. If your van's changed, your unit's changed, whatever else, just unify everything. And that's my number two. I think that's uh, that's good. Yeah, I, I I think that's something that literally everybody needs to be doing. And you need to do it regular as well, because like you say, things things change, things update. You know, you might be part of um, one, one thing that just sprang to mind while uh, you were talking. Um, I went on a detailer's website not too long ago, and they were they logos everywhere of a coating brand that's not existed for four years on their website. So mm. you know, it's things like that, isn't it? That uh, it's yeah, it's any of that. Yeah, no, for real. Um, cool. So my second one is customer service. Focusing oh, on no. customer service. You robbed my number three. Well, we knew we'd have some, some crossovers. Uh, that's why I've got four or five right I'll now. come up with but another yeah, one while you talk. Yeah, customer service. Um, we we all have good and bad days, um, but especially at the moment where even when people are trying to price match, shop around, um, you know, maybe they're just inquiring about something, try and be as enthusiastic and as um you know prim and proper as so to speak as, as you really need to be don't be hello wallet yeah i can do that tomorrow you know really be yeah 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 no problem what is it you're looking for you know try and try and really be providing value to that customer really ask the right questions um you know try and get some understanding of what they actually want try and get their their budget and stuff and, and really try and push it out there and really do your best um you know not just on the phone but through email you know think about what you're trying trying to you know portray across when you're in person so if you've got someone coming down for an inspection at your unit you know make sure you dress appropriately don't walk out to have a look around the car covered in i don't know tar or fallout because you know we all know what that smells like you know be really inviting and accommodating um because these are the type of things that are going to set you apart you know if, if if you've got a customer coming down to look at pricing and some coating work for example and you walk out without your top on because it's middle of summer um does that really portray a professional image that I'm really going to look after your car and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I think customer service is a real, real top, top one for me. Yeah, I think it's uh, people need to realize that being a good detailer isn't enough and hasn't no. been enough, hasn't been enough for, for a long time. And arguably people focus too much on being a better detailer when they should really focus on being a better business owner. And I think that that's one thing that we try and bring with our uh, detailing coach training is that you could be the best detailer in the world. Um, 
however that doesn't mean you run a successful profitable business um and yeah you could be losing i mean we you'll have experiences as well so we speak to a lot of detailers we call a lot of detailers for ida stuff for pvd stuff for this generally and probably half the people i ring when i and maybe it's the first time i've ever spoke to them i am just ringing their number that's on their website or that's on their google or whatever else it is and the number of people that just go hello or it just rings out and goes mm. and there's not even a voicemail so i'm there ringing and i'm going to make this name up so i apologize if it is anyone's actual name but <laughs> if if i'm ringing super prestige detailing and i get a yeah now i'm ringing maybe we i don't know we need to discuss something or they've they've, they've reached out for one thing or another if i always think imagine i was booking my ferrari in and that mm-hmm. is how i always think when i'm you know imagine i'm booking my ferrari in and you get a yeah now that always does my head in because you're never sure you've got the right number and it puts it back onto you to go have i rung the right yeah is that i forgot what i call it super premier detailing yes uh okay um yeah i'm looking you know and you just it just puts a bad taste in your mouth now you could potentially claw it back if you're then nicer you come down you're you're nicer in person nice unit whatever you can claw it back but it's like strike one so so it's like strike one you know how he answered the phone and it's it's just little things you know you've gone three days and no one's called you back you left a voicemail you know it's just all that kind of stuff so this can be an industry of of um you know people that can be quite reserved leave me in the back don't talk to me i'm going to put my headphones on just leave me to it and i'll do a good job and, and people do a good job but you've got to you've got to bring more more to it especially if you're a one-man band where you can't employ a nice person to to answer the phone and, and you know book people in and be pleasant no matter what now my background's in restaurants so I've had everything, you know, thrown at me, uh, not literally, maybe, but, um, so I've, I've seen everything, heard everything. So from the very beginning, I've tried to bring some of that kind of customer service aspect with me. And we've, we've even got reviews, uh, good reviews from people. We didn't even do any work. I just said, yeah. told them it's not for me. This is what you need. Maybe you need a body shop, but let me have a look. If it was my advice, I'd do this. I don't want to take your money. Right. I mean, that's a weird one for for, uh, for customers to hear. But, you know, numerous times, probably almost every week, I'm like, I don't want to take your money mm. because, it, you you know, for what you want to spend, it's not going to get you what you want. If you want it, this is what we would be. But I wouldn't recommend it. there's no cheap option. It's kind of go for it or or just don't do it because you won't be happy. And, and people have left reviews saying, look, I didn't actually book in, but, you know, really, really friendly uh, staff uh, everything was great shame we couldn't you know book something in but i'm going to go away and think about what i want to do you know so it's there is more more to it and this is what will separate you from your competition so getting that scratch out that your rival might have left in isn't what it's about particularly anymore it's all about the experience um and customer service is everything in terms of it's how you answered the phone it's what your voicemail is it's what your how quick you called them back. It's how you were on the phone then. It's how you were in person. It's then how you did the job. 
then it's afterwards uh did you follow up with them did you thank them did you ask them for a review was there a problem did you fix it did you just block their number <laughs> and they always used to say to us in the restaurant business that if a happy customer only tells about two people two or three people an unhappy person tells seven so we've all experienced it when someone went oh i went to see this film how was it terrible and then suddenly yeah let me tell you about this terrible film i saw let me tell you about this terrible meal i had last night but if you ask someone how was uh, how was that film yeah it was great okay right so it's just the english style human style i think it's maybe an english thing but we love to just say how terrible everything was because it's just more interesting <laughs> you know if you think it's going to be good and it was good yeah that's not very important but uh yeah so people genuinely uh, generally tell about seven people if they're unhappy with it and that stuff then they tell seven and it, and it spreads you know oh, i'm thinking to try super pre prestige detailing um well i wouldn't because to be honest he, he wasn't great on the phone and he didn't seem mm. bothered and um and i rang some other place and, and they seem really nice and booked him with them okay i'll give them a try uh, and that's it, so yeah, I would I would one hundred percent agree with with customer service, and it is very often overlooked, um, and we see it almost on a regular basis every week. Is that is that thing of it? If you complete a vehicle and it's ninety five percent perfect, you know, I mean, I'm one of these guys. Uh, Andrew will tell you, um, I can find anything wrong with anything. Um, it's just, just oh, me yes. and my nature. Um, but if you if the vehicle isn't a hundred percent, but you've absolutely smashed that customer service, the customer will be happy <laughs> most of the time. Most of the well, time. I say all, all my kind of pre detailing my my past life as a restaurant manager. We had a great go girl work for us. Uh, she was lovely like did it you know her customer service was great but she would honestly she could like f forget your drink uh get your food wrong um charge you too much by accident and people would be like don't worry about it you know keep it it's fine you know but, <laughs> but it's 10 pounds more than it should be don't worry about it we've had a great time <laughs> you know and she got through that just on her you know mm -hmm. just on how nice she was to to the customers so it does go a long way and the difference between and, and if someone finds a problem they're going to go looking for more i mean this is a whole other thing but if if you give them you know one thing you didn't do a great job on a on a wing mirror they then go looking and then while they're checking that they they see you didn't do a great job of a, of a wheel you know the wheel's only 80 percent and then while they're down there looking at the wheel they see a bit on the sit and it just go you know where's this scratch come from and it just goes like exponential someone who you you know trusts you and whatever else might not say anything until they book back in and say oh just to let you know when i was here last time i think you i don't know i think you forgot to do the boot and then it's oh god you know let me you know let me sort that for you really sorry about that and then uh, yeah don't worry about it it's fine you know i know you're busy whatever you know so it, it does go a long way cool uh just before we go on to uh, our final one each uh Gareth, hi Gareth. Gareth uh, left us a comment. Uh, he says, "Hi Craig, Andrew. Looking forward to the spring and summer business-wise. Should I also be focusing on planning towards the winter time as well?" And mm. um, my answer is yes. You should always be planning in advance. 
Um, Gareth, uh, I know your business uh, is on the mobile side, like myself, and winter times can be slow. So with you moving into spring and summer, um, definitely take the advantage of the nicer weather um, if it does actually arrive. Um, and while you're doing that, kind of put money away from the spring and summer in a pot just for a rainy day in winter. You know, all we need is a week's worth of snow and you've lost you've lost a week's worth of work. Um, but also plan ahead. So maybe look at offering special packages before winter that make your life easier. So instead of taking regular customers' cars that take you two hours to clean, if you can upgrade sealants and different things that maybe save you 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes less you need to be out in the cold. Um, so there's, there's quite a lot you can focus on and uh, maybe we'll do an entire podcast on on those things. Uh, but yeah. yes. I, I would um, agree with you, you know, setting some, some money to one side. And what I would do as well is I would make it not impossible, but make it more difficult to access that money. If you're relying on, you you know, you just um, open a savings account, it's on your app and you can just transfer money out of it whenever you want, you are going to grab that at, at, for anything. Oh, I could do with it a, a bit more fuel. I'll just take it from that. Oh, we're going on holiday. I'll just take it from that. And all you're doing is you're robbing yourself um, from your reserves, right? So it's, it's you know, if, if you're a squirrel putting stuff away for uh, for winter, if you've been eating it while you, you know, while you've been putting it away, you're going to get to winter and go, "Oh yeah, I ate it all." So whether it's a case of you just set up a second uh, bank account and you don't have the app for it, if you make it so that you have to go to um, physically go to the bank to withdraw some mm -hmm. money, or or even just download the app, register for the app, whatever, just put a few hurdles, set it up obviously but put a few hurdles or two to make sure you can't just uh, grab it whenever you want. Um, that's fancy, popping that up. Um, so yeah, that, that is what I would, I would put a few steps in just that you can't just grab it whenever you want. Um, if you do have a business partner, make it so that you both have to co-sign on the money coming out or what, whatever mm -hmm. you can do these days, just just put a step in place to be like, no, I am, this is actually serious. I, I'm, I, can't, <laughs> I can't feed myself. <laughs> Uh, then you can go and get your money. If you just want to buy uh, an electric pumped sprayer just because they're cool on TikTok, um, I would recommend that you don't. Or <laughs> just have a Craig. Because every time I say Craig, I might buy this. He says, no, you don't need it. So and that's not just detailing. Yeah. <laughs> get, get a Craig uh, in your life um, or, or sort of make it a bit more difficult to get at that money. And you might be surprised. I mean, if you put £100 a week through the summer away, 80 quid a week, whatever it is, squeezing an extra job or two, uh, do a do a later shift once a week, squeezing an extra job, put that money to one side, you know, two years down the line, it could have five grand in it, you know. Um, so that would be my yeah. advice. Yeah. No. So there you go, Gareth. There's your, there's your uh, answer on that one. So then, number three. Your final one, what have you got? Um, it links a little bit with what we've said. Uh, mine was also customer service, so I've tweaked it. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to purely go with you need to have a good website. 
that's it. Um, like we said, being a good detailer is not enough. Having yeah. any website is no longer enough. Uh, you need, um, it has to look good, work. It has to be lead generating. Uh, every button has to work. Um, you need to check for spelling mistakes. You need to regularly update it. So any, it's having any website helped 10, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Now you have to have a good website for the past, let's say five years. Now you need to have a lead generating website because the website essentially was like a digital brochure, right? Digital yeah. shop from just here's, here's, here's what I do. If you ever fancy it, let me know. Right. But that's like having a shop front and everyone just keeps walking past. You've got to have something that brings people in, that interacts with it, that encourages them to do it. And stuff changes all the time. So it goes from uh, just having a bunch of text on there and, and people trying to uh, circumnavigate a lot of the Google algorithms to to show up higher. And, yeah. and, and on this, buying things like SheffieldValentin.com does not help your SEO in any way. That hasn't been a thing for like 10 years. So I get regular phone calls from people saying, do I want to buy Sheffield, whatever, detail, detailing in Sheffield.com or mobile, whatever, I don't know, ceramic coat in Sheffield.com. Don't do it. It's a waste of money. Google knows that people were doing this to try and rank higher. And not only does it not help you, but it can actually penalize you because they know you're trying to cheat the system. And if Google knows you're trying to cheat the system, they will punish you for it. Same as if you buy fake followers on social media, they will penalize you for it. So natural organic websites built with a bit of a funnel in mind is what you need. When Google bought YouTube, having YouTube videos really ranks you higher up. Um, that's been the case for, for quite a while. As they buy other things, they look. They are now doing a deep dive on their own Google My Business that's now been incorporated into Maps. Um, so it makes sense if you think how do how do I know or how do I show Google that I'm active and I'm and I'm a genuine business and uh, it's um, you know if people search for what I do, why should you show me? Well, you might want to update your Google My Business because it's Google on Google. Google ranks its own Google My Business slash Maps thing higher than probably anything else at the minute. So it's gone from like YouTube and that. If Google goes and buys whatever, TikTok or something, then they're suddenly going to start focusing and boosting people who TikTok a lot. So you've got to stay with it. And maybe what you did five years ago isn't what you did 10 years ago. And you have to keep up with it. But um, essentially, yeah, you're just just a website that's I do valeting. Here's a few cars that I've done. Here's a before and after, and here's my phone number. If that is the website that you have, then that is not good enough uh, currently, and it will only go downhill going forward. So, having a good website is my number three. Awesome, I would agree. Um, and actually, I have that as one of my number of things down here. Um, was um, having a good website and um, keeping up to date with Google. There was uh, two things on that list. So uh, e even better, it's good that we we kind of have these um, 
Meet Your Forks. Um, so my third one um, is something slightly different, and that is invest in yourself. Whether that is through training on detailing stuff, so machine polishing, coatings, PPF, or whether that would be through looking at something like uh, the Open University and doing something on there, uh, business related, maybe doing business management or, or something like that, um, or even doing something as simple as what um, one of the local councils near us is doing um, free training to like um, how to know what your target customer is and, and things like that. These are free like half day sessions um, and it, doing things like that is just going to really help you as a business um, because not only are you investing in yourself um, but you're helping build your business as well and I think the great thing is about the kind of situation we're in at the moment the way the world's going is having skills that are transferable outside of the business that you are in is useful because for whatever reason if you know business don't work out whatever and you've invested in yourself you'll learn how to do facebook ads for example well if you know how to do facebook ads doesn't matter what business you're in or what profession that's transferable um finding your target customer that that course again transferable because you can pull that all over doesn't matter whether you're in a restaurant or whether you're in a you know a hospital or whatever um you can again use that um so yeah there's there's plenty of, of things out there detailing obviously you can invest in a course with us you can look at the ida do some webinars maybe sign up there um you know there's loads loads of different different things um that are out there but yeah invest in yourself because investing in yourself ultimately is going to really help drive your uh, motivation, happiness, and success, basically. So that's my number three. Cool. The only thing I'd add to that really is that uh, that can also include things like trying to get a better work-life balance to try and find whatever, you, you know, what, whatever it used to be. Because the thing is, it's, this can be a, a tough business, early starts, late nights, you have all the stresses of running any small business um especially if you're propping up family uh, home kids you're the only one that works people are cancelling on you the weather's cold your knees are bad <laughs> right this is this is everything that that can be a, a challenge with a small business plus a few extra things that you don't get mm. you know sitting in an office right if your little business is sitting in an office doing whatever great but um, the detailing uh, valeting side has, has some uh, extra challenges and you might not notice it, but people around you will notice it. You've not seen your friends in six months. Um, you're working all hours. You used to play golf a lot. You haven't played golf in two years. Um, your mood changes. You're down a bit more. You don't want to get up. Um, and that can that can spiral into your business, right? So it's more important that you are uh, all right, but it is going to mm -hmm. affect your business. So you're going to be shorter with that guy on the phone. You're, you're going to be tired and, and miss something. You're going to uh, hurt yourself because you are tired and you just, I don't know, you just can't be bothered. You didn't see something, you make a mistake. 
um, whatever, whatever it is, and then your business is going to suffer and you are going to spiral and spiral and spiral. Uh, and the only thing down there is rock bottom. So, um, yeah, not only um, trying to add some other thing, if you like, professionally to your arsenal, but to actually remember, you know, whatever your business is, uh, and it took me a long time to, to realize this. And it's still, you know, it's one of those things Our businesses are our babies. But, you know, I am not uh, Atom Detailing. I am Andrew Raynard that happens to have a detailing business. Um, mm. I am a, a person be, uh, behind the, uh, you know, the business. And I think that can get lost because there is a, there is a, a blurring of where do I sort of start and end and where does the business start and end? because it's kind of just like this. You are known for what you do, your business name, your company colors, you're always in your uniform, you're always working. Um, and and it, yeah, it does somewhat pain me when I see guys, you know, doing a 9 p.m. Sunday shift, you know, flexing, you know, putting the hours in, you know, it's like, I'd rather you were at home, you know, in all honesty. I'd rather you were, you were at home, you know, having it having a uh, you know having a nice well-earned sit down so so yeah so I, I would try to just um you know just just sort of expand yourself as a as a person get some hobbies because for a lot of us our hobbies was doing the cars it was for me mm. my sundays i would do i would effectively detail my own car on a sunday to escape the stress of running a restaurant now that my business is my hobby I always joke I don't have a hobby, but to me, but to me, you know, doing this kind of thing, it's it's different. Doing the training is different. Um, you know, I get as much enjoyment out of doing this as I would sitting down the the pub or whatever, doing the you know just just shooting the breeze as well. So, um, but you will see that if you're a happier person, you'll have a happier life. People will treat you different, and and you kind of get out what you put in. If you try and be positive, hopefully positive things will happen to you. And you can spiral upwards, right? Uh, instead of just spiraling downwards. So that's the only thing I would add to that is, is uh, some, yeah, for personal development, it doesn't have to be um, just work-related stuff. Awesome. Um, cool. Well, we'll be wrapping up in uh, a few minutes, but we've just had another question come in. I don't know if you've seen it, so I'll pop it on no, the screen. No, I can't now. see it. Nice. So I'll, I'll <laughs> let you read and answer this one. Nice. Uh, so this is, is coming from a, a Stephen Reynard here. Uh, to increase business, keen to hear your thoughts on offering family and friends a large discount, or does this cheapen your your offering? That's a good question. Um, I think that uh, if your friends and family are truly behind you, uh, I think that it would be rude of them to ask for a family discount. Um, I think if people are out there willing to share and promote celebrities posts that, that they've never even met, uh, then they should share the things of their, uh, loved ones. Um, and I just don't even think they should ask for a discount. Yeah. It's quite funny really. Cause, uh, I was actually talking about this with my wife on Friday night after I left yours. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it's that thing of, if they really support you, then, you know, They'll, they'll want you to, to do it, but they'll pay. It's up to you whether you go, no, it's fine. But I think the, the fact of um, them offering to do it, you know, if you want a plumber, yeah, I'm, I know about seven plumbers, but I'd still pay them to come and do it. 
and I was I was talking to a detailer on Saturday and we're talking about getting a second car and I was like well I ain't got time to do it so I was like I'll send it up like to you for example and just pay you for two days to to do it rather than me to do it I'm not gonna ask you to do it for free because yeah. well you've still got bills to pay you're still a business owner like me but I think I think um so part of the issue is I don't think people understand the business element of it um you know I think yeah. I think people do see that oh well John Lewis for example has 50% off at Christmas why can't you do 50% off yeah and I think to um, go is actually uh led me beautifully into going full circle and back to knowing your numbers if you're mm-hmm. only making a 20% margin how can you knock 20% off for your friends and family because then you're just working for, for zero right so you need to know your numbers to know that you can knock 10% off here or 20% off there. The thing that's always caught me out is because I'm such a nice guy. If it's, if it should be a grand, I'll just tell them 800 because they are friends and family. And then they go, okay, but what is it to me? And I'm like, well, no, I've already done it. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I go in at my, my, you know, my rock bottom, uh, only for them to want even more. So, uh, just stick a bit on. Let them, if they want to feel like they've, they've got a um, uh, some kind of benefit, just tell them it's two grand. And then when they go, no, I'll pay you a grand, you go, okay. Then. <laughs> that's, how you've got, that's how you've got to do it. But, um, but yeah, maybe we can have Steve on one of these. He's a, uh, a lifetime in sales. So he's, uh, maybe we can have him on. He can help us yeah, well, connect. The, 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 the idea of... Uh... This podcast is to obviously pass on knowledge, education, and and all sorts of stuff. So cool. Well, we're we're, we're approaching an hour, um, which is is good, and we've we've really not stopped talking, which um, is good considering this is a podcast. Um, so if you've enjoyed this, uh, please do let us know. Drop us a comment uh, either on Facebook through uh, messaging. Drop us an email. Info at detailingcoach.com. Um, if you've only just tuned in and you want to listen to it back again, you can do that through the Facebook Live or wait until Wednesday, Thursday and listen to it on your favorite podcast platform because that's where we're coming to. <laughs> um, so we've, become the, we've become those people now. Listen yeah. to this wherever you get your podcasts. That's it. Um, we'll come up with something. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want a particular topic covering and we've not covered it today or you want us to go um, through something more in depth, again, reach out to us and we can do that. And we will see you all in a couple of weeks. Ciao, ciao. Nice one. Cheers, Greg. Thank you for listening to the Detailing Coach podcast. Remember to check out detailingcoach.com and follow us on Instagram at detailingcoachuk.